Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Beginning one year before the fatal shooting of the black teenager in nearby Ferguson, Missouri... For Akeem is a coming-of-age story of Dajay Shelton, a 17-year-old black woman from black girl, really from New, uh, North St. Louis. She fights for her future as she is placed in an alternative high school. And she navigates marginalized neighborhoods, biased criminal justice policies, and economic devastation that have set black youth back for decades, for seems endlessly. And um, the story behind For Hakeem we're uh, we're fortunate to have with us the, one of the co-directors of the film, and that would be Landon Van Soost, uh, as well as Jeremy Levine, who is not with us today. But Landon is here with us to talk about this remarkable documentary for Hakeem. Landon, welcome to Film School. Thank you so much for having me. So, yeah. Uh, the, the first question that pops into my mind, how did you get to know... Uh, and I'm saying it correct, Dajay, Dajay, make sure I get that correct. Yeah, her name is Dajay, though just about everybody calls her Booney. Booney. I, yeah, she, she, a little easier to say. Booney, <laughs> Booney Shelton, the 17-year-old woman, um, young woman. And, I mean, in terms of just getting to know her and her family, how did that come about? Well, it was a bit of a winding road, uh, to be sure. So uh, Jeremy and I came in from New York um, because we had met a producer connected to a juvenile court judge in St. Louis. Um, and the, the story goes that the judge was so fed up with sending, you know, kids to juvenile detention, um, noticing that, you know, he had jailed their parents as adults and um, was kind of perpetuating this cycle and I think pushing back against some really kind of biased um, disciplinary policies in schools. But um, he started this school specifically for kids who had been expelled um, who were, you know, facing criminal charges. Um, so we were able to go into this school, and we, you know, talked to probably 30 or 40 different students, um, and, and a lot of them just had remarkable stories to tell. But, um, you know, while we were filming with one of her friends, Booney quite literally walked into the room and, and just kind of stole the show. Um, she just had an incredible charisma and an amazing kind of openness and honesty about her that really drew us in right away. Um, and I think, you know, being a couple of white guys from New York coming into an almost exclusively black neighborhood in North St. Louis, yeah. um, we just knew that we needed, you know, a very strong partner to tell the story. Um, and Booney just really was that from day one. Um, and really just, you know, an incredible gift and, and all credit is due to her that she led us into her world. Um, you know, a lot of ups and downs in her life over yeah. the course of almost three years. Yeah. Um, it was just remarkably giving and, and extremely expressive in the way that she kind of represented herself in her own story. Yeah, it, it's not it's it's an unvarnished look into her life. That is for sure. I, I just I felt like there the the good, bad, and the and the ugly were there in a lot of the different things. The choices she was faced with, the relationship between her and her mother, um, the relationship that she has with Antonio. Um, Again, and this is why I am so in admiration of documentary filmmakers. The knowing where to be, when to be there, when to be around for the for the the, the important moments, 
you know, I know there are some that you in- inevitably will miss out on, but for, for the most part in this film, it feels like you've got so many moments in this film that were pivotal moments in their lives and pivotal in telling their story as well as a bigger story. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't know if there's even a question here other, other than to say I admire the tenacity and, and, and the determination that you and Jeremy must have exhibited in making this film. Is there anything sort of for other filmmakers insight that you would, you would give us other than you got to know them very, very well? But what, what else can you tell us? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, just like any other kind of filmmaking, I think, you know, doing the style of, of kind of verite filmmaking is all about building trust. Um, with you know with your performers in a narrative film, but um, just so much more vital with with real people. Um, you know, we spent a tremendous amount of time with Daje off camera um, and with her family. Just you know, whether it was helping her study or as I did this last weekend, helping her do laundry. You know, <laughs> those types of things that just really kind of became completely integral in her life. Um, wow. You know, and I, I think it's really hard to kind of be there at all the right moments. I mean, certainly we, you know, we were fortunate to have a pretty a pretty robust team. Um, I think because Jeremy and I were co-directing, we were able to kind of split time um, and be there more often in St. Louis. Um, our producer and cinematographer, Nick Weissman, was able to be there a lot of the time. Right. Um, we had some remarkable team members locally who were able to um, kind of grab a camera and run out when need be. Um, so we're able to cover a lot of time, but I think, you know, there's, there's an assumption that, um, you know, when you see a documentary like this, that everything is sort of completely observational or that we're just sort of, you know, remarkably kind of dropping in on some of these conversations when, you know, I think in, in reality we were working really hard to kind of get those moments across on camera. Um, yeah. I think we'd be pretty aware of what was changing in Daje's life and information we needed to get across and, yeah. Um, it would be pretty strategic about, you know, who she kind of needed to talk to to sort of draw some of those themes out um, and whether, you know, she was kind of talking about um, some of her life goals with her boyfriend or, you know, really kind of get, getting those tender moments with her mother. Um, you know, those are, those are things we actually, you know, worked pretty hard on yeah. <laughs> in some, you know, what yeah. would probably appear in the film. And I think we worked really hard to make them feel, um, you know, natural and spontaneous in the film and I think we were really pretty influenced by, you know, narrative filmmaking. Yeah. Um, and tried to tried to keep it as naturalistic as possible. But a lot of those scenes are really kind of interviews things that um, you know, we were really kind of pushing for to kind of hit those yeah. hit those beats and, and make sure that we were representing those. Well you're telling their story. You it absolutely I, I think that one of the most interesting things that's taking place in cinema in general and we're going to have uh errol morrison in in a few minutes to talk about he did something with wormwood and i I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about another film but he actually made a narrative film along side of of a documentary film and in so many ways so many documentary filmmakers now are are using not um narrative techniques narrative sort of uh, approaches to telling stories that are uh, that are documentaries and I, I i love it i i just think first of all it makes it, it's easy it's some if you need you need audiences right and if 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 kind of this approach brings more people into watching your work and the work of other documentary filmmakers i am i am fully yeah. i'm all in 
and and I and I, I I think that that's just such important because these are great stories. I I really want to get to sort of the macro part of this story about what her story tells us about the society in general in terms of northern and eastern St. Louis. But um, I just I just is really such a it's such a wonderful story in the sense of telling a, what I feel like is a pretty complete look at her life and her choices. Well, thanks. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, we can talk about Errol Morris as much as you'd like. He's uh, <laughs> a huge influence, I think, on me and on, on uh, you know, documentary filmmaking at large. Um, you know, I, I really think we're in a golden age of documentary right now, and I think the bar is, is really kind of being raised across the board that, um, you know, I think most documentaries have kind of surpassed the more yeah. kind of journalistic talking heads that, you know, we're, you know, we have a lot of the means of production now that has yeah. really kind of, you know, sprung people forward. And I think the, the storytelling and the sort of narrative sensibilities have, um, have really come a long way. Um, and, and something that's very exciting to me, um, and I think to maybe kind of, you know, parlay into the bigger picture, I think even, you know, as we've kind of focused on this real sort of, you know, social issue filmmaking, um, I think that we really see our job not necessarily to, you know, kind of educate and give a lot of the facts about the macro picture. Um, certainly, you know, we, we think the stories we're telling are, are really emblematic of much larger there issues. You go. And that's there you go. What draws us to them in the first place. But I think our, our piece of the puzzle, so to speak, and sort of in advocacy is to really kind of, you know, create a, a human story. Yeah. Um, to really kind of tell a great narrative with great characters and, and create, um, you know, human beings that are relatable and really kind of develop an emotional connection between audiences and the people on screen. Um, and, uh, you know, our hope is that if we're successful in doing that, that we can then kind of use that as a platform to, to talk about the larger issues. Yes. And that's how I meant it as well. I just think, I feel like uh, these are uh, people that are marginalized. Uh, their opportunities are virtually non-existent. Uh, uh, and, one of the things that comes across, first of all, I, I really want to just uh, my uh, my hats off to uh, the the judge, um, Jimmy, Judge uh, Jimmy Jimmy, Edwards, yeah. Jimmy M. Edwards, and he his pre- boy, what a presence he has in the film, but just as a sort of a presence in the lives of these young people is just uh, it's it's very emotional to to watch him because you can in, you, I could see in his eyes and in his demeanor that he's 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 up against it and he doesn't want to see he's tired of seeing this happening and and he's doing something about it so that's that's a terrific part of the story it is a story in many ways about hope it's about it's also about a determination that uh, uh, Booney Tajay has in her life uh, a spirit about her and 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 to the extent that her family as well. Everyone is reinforcing the idea that you can do this. You can get. You, you can have the life you want, which is another part of the film. It, it's just really uh, very involving on an emotional level, but is also as a story. Would Would you address that a little bit? Did you just that idea? Yeah, I mean, I think you know the the challenges the the Booney was facing. You know, when we met her as a as a sixteen year old. Um, you know, she'd been expelled from public school for, um, you know, for kind of senseless reasons. She kind of, she got into a fight that, um, because it involved more than two or three girls was deemed a gang fight. 
Um, and according to the policies in Missouri, that, that meant that it was a mandatory expulsion for her. Um, so she, you know, already had very limited options. You know, I think just not a lot of economic opportunity, not a lot of higher education opportunities. So really just felt like we met this very young girl with the deck stacked against her. Um, and I think it was, you know, it was a challenge, honestly, not to be too bleak in, in the hope and the opportunities. Um, but I think in, in Booney, we just found this girl with an amazing spirit, um, an incredible resilience, um, and, you know, somebody that over years we just became so closely attached to and became so invested in seeing her succeed that, you know, I think that that spirit just really kind of comes, shines through, I hope, in really the film. Does. That, really you does. know, just at every turn, I mean, we're just hoping against hope, you know, <laughs> that she can kind of pull through and beat the odds. Right. Um, and really kind of doing our part, you know, on and off screen to, to help facilitate that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with Landon Van Soest as well as, the, as a co-director of the film for Akeem, uh, and also Jeremy S. Levine is the other director, co-director. And you mentioned Nicholas Weissman, who is a producer and director of photography, uh, photography as well. And just, again, a compliment just on a pure cinematic level uh, on the cinematography in the film. Uh, I know cameras have gotten better. You know, All kinds of things have gotten better about, as we, we you alluded to earlier, about making better films and it sure is another example uh, of, of that in in action uh, of the way that this film um, is shot is just uh, it's a testament to filmmaking and uh, the acclaim that's the other thing I wanted to talk to you about um, I don't know I this may be a little bit of an embarrassing question to ask you on air I should have asked you before we came on the air was this did this qualify uh, for academy consideration um, it did yeah. How in the hell is this not on the short list? <laughs> Seriously, I, I mean, honestly, this is one of the best documentaries I've seen all year, and I've probably seen 70 different documentaries this year. This, I cannot believe it wasn't shortlisted, to be honest. I'm not trying to aggrandize myself to you or the audience in any way here, but I just, I'm telling you, I don't, I, I can't believe this wasn't shortlisted. I, I'm, but anyway, it won a number. Well, that's very nice of you to say. I will say it's, uh, you know, competition there's some great documentaries oh, out this year that's, um you know we're really excited for a lot of the films that, that are on that list and that's very that's very nice that's, right now that's very nice if you land but it should have been shortlisted um <laughs> 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 uh, next time yeah no it's it's all all kinds of top 10 lists and winners at all kinds of different film festivals and it is yeah there's just i can't believe it um so uh, for people who want to know, again, they can find out more about the film at the website. Uh, help, help me out here. It's forhakim.com. Do I have that for, right? Forhakimfilm.com. Forhakimfilm.com. That's A-H-K-E-E-M. Did I put too many E's in there? K-E-E-M.com uh, to find out more about uh, film.com to, to find out more about that. Boy, I butchered that. Uh, and um, But uh, tell me a little bit about if people want to see it now. How can they see it? Um, so we just released digitally. Um, it's on iTunes and on demand. Um, it's available on Amazon and Google Play and Voodoo and um, you know a number of the streaming sites as well as uh, you know on demand through a number of cable providers. Um, we're still playing, um, doing some very kind of limited theatrical engagement. You can check our website to see where you know screenings might be coming up near you. Right. Um, right. And and as always, you know if you can. Like us on Facebook, we'll, we'll keep you up to date and, and just watch our website. It's just 
uh, yeah, it's been kind of remarkable the life that it's taken on. So a lot of, lot of opportunities to see it. Yeah, and and just so people know, Facebook, I'm assuming it's facebook.com slash for Hakeem, right? Would that be? That for Hakeem film, yeah. Film, yeah. Okay, there's there's that way to see it. I'm looking at the screenings. Uh, uh, yeah, keep, keep an eye on uh, forakeemfilm.com and look at the screenings because, yeah, it'll be playing around. Um, and as well, you said iTunes, and, so you can see it there. Uh, any of the mm-hmm. any of the big platforms, Amazon, that kind of stuff coming up as well. Any of that other stuff? Are you working on that right now? Yeah, all of the all of the major VOD sites, so iTunes, Amazon, Google Play. Okay. Um, you know, there are a host of others. I think there's a um, if you go to our website, there's a link that will take you to, to every platform where it's available. Okay, great. The film is for Hakeem. The director was kind enough to join us today. Land Event Soust is the co-director as well as Jeremy Levine. Thank you so much for being a part of the, the show today. All the best uh, to Jeremy. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. 